like Brent Lori, and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. It's a highly relatable hat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Resting Pitch Face, episode 55, the, I guess, just pre-playoffs episode. Uh, I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And you can find us, as always, on our website, restingpitchface.com. That has links to most of the important stuff. Um, our Twitter, Resting Pitch Face with no G. Our two merch shops, our Zazzle and our Teespring. Our Teespring has some shirts with our new and improved uh, rainbow logo. A uh, portion of those proceeds do go to Smile um, if you're so interested. And you can always email us directly at restingpitchface.com, at, at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to say to us, uh, we want to hear it. Um, we're going to jump right in today because I don't know about the two of you guys, but the question I have been asked by literally every single person I know that is not the two of you or my partner is so do you think the Nats are gonna make the playoffs do you think they're gonna get that wild card spot <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting so tired of answering it <laughs> yeah I mean I feel like that's like the only the only answer that one can give at this point is Laura do the noise tool, tool, tool. that's the only answer like tool, tool, tool. you know I, I think that's that's the correct answer right now. Um, of all the teams vying for a wild card spot, they have the most challenging schedule, uh, given that it's eight games in seven days, um, and five of them against a division. And I'm gonna put this in quotes: rival um, at home. So, the home part's though. The home part's good. The home part's good. Home part's positive. The home part is good. Um, you know, the Phillies are, are not doing well this season. Like they're, they're playing 500 ball, um, in September, the same as the nationals. Um, I think that we excel where they don't, which is in starting pitching. So hopefully we can feast on their starting pitching and then just like, score a bunch of runs so that the bullpen doesn't need to do anything. Mm. Um, <sighs> is it too early to talk about the bullpen? It's never too early to start drinking, if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I meant. But, like, the... <laughs> Like just to to run through it, the Brewers have a soft have had the softest schedule in September in terms of like quality of competition faced. Um, the Cubs just got swept at home in a four game sweep. I know every Nationals fan has always loved the Cardinals and wanted to thank them. Oh yeah, uh, that was deeply helpful of them. For the first time ever. I, I'm kind of like... I don't know if I know any Cardinals at this point. Um, Yadier Molina, I feel like you might be familiar with. Is he still there? Oh, oh. yeah. Okay, I take it back. Um, Good job, Yadier Molina. I like one Cardinal. I, you like... <laughs> uh, what? You like Dexter Fowler. He's a Cardinal? He's been a Cardinal still? for a while. Jeez, Genius. Yeah. Uh, you like Dexter Fowler. You like Yadier Molina. 
Um, we were at the series where we played them. Um, Gallegos, who I know nothing about as a human being, but I'm kind of like, can we steal him and put him in our bullpen? Um, because he was throwing like 100 miles an hour with movement. And I'm like, you're disgusting and I love it. I'm trying to think of other Cardinals. Uh, Andrew Miller, the Cardinal. I don't know how you feel about Andrew Miller. Not that positively. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, Pete Cosma is not a Cardinal. Good. I have no idea where Pete Cosma even is, and I am very happy Last with that state Australia? of Australia? I feel pretty positive towards every Cardinal right now. Uh, the other thing is that they play the Cubs three more times. That's helpful. Um, that's their last series. Now, the, the Cardinals just clinched going to the postseason, but either as a wild card spot or uh, the division. Um, but I, I feel like they they enjoyed putting a hurt on the Cubs. Uh, I also feel like it took some pressure off the Nationals bullpen, uh, who have been their usual selves. Um by watching the Cardinals also cut up on the Cubs bullpen. Who are like psychologically? Is that what yeah, you're talking like about? psychologically it's like, oh, the Nationals bullpen is bad. But we got we we won one game. Is it today. is it like a, a zebra looking at a wildebeest getting eaten and being like, oh, thank God that's not me. Yes, <laughs> psychologically, that's how I feel right now. I feel like we could still run away if they're if they're busy eating, like we could scoot into the grass. Um, and by the grass, I mean a five game series with the Phillies. Um, but yeah, I mean. That that kind of softened the blow of giving up another disappointing loss to Miami today, I have to say. Um, I will also mention, we we and Atlanta have the same series record against Miami for this season. So Miami's just being very annoying to everybody. Um, the Phillies have a losing record. I can't remember off the top of my head if the Mets do or not, but like the idea of like you should go and always a hundred percent beat Miami all the time is is just not the case. Actually kind of what you're what it sounds like to me is that Miami is just losing to everybody else but in division. It's I, I yeah, kind of. Um we're just Well, FP always used to call them spoiler fish, and I think they've always been better at being spoiler fish than anything else. That's very true. I was, for no particular reason, going through every photo on, on my phone, which I've had for four and a half years, um, the other day, and I found pictures from a game, uh, um, uh, Marlins game at Nats Park with uh, Stanton, Yelich, and Ozuna in the outfield. <laughs> I think I remember you taking those pictures. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is either a cursed or a blessed image. Miami is good at being spoiler fish. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to recover psychologically. Is what I, is my point. Uh, <laughs> this has been a stressful, stressful few days. Um, did either of you have any sort of uh, prediction for the wild card other than Tuzuzu? I'm just holding my breath. Like I, 
every time somebody asks me, I kind of clench my teeth and then I force myself to be as neutral as possible because I don't know. And that's the worst part of this is because I wanted at this point in the season to either be like, I am very comfortable in this, in the expected outcome, or I have accepted the expected outcome. And I am sitting here going, (laughs) the knife's edge is such a fun place. I really love it here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I think there's kind of two nationals teams and the difference between them isn't who's on them or really anything tangible. It's just kind of one day they do the things that they did when they were winning from May 24th to a couple weeks ago. And then the next day they do what they just did. So I don't know really how to predict that. I don't even totally understand it. I mean, yeah, we can blame the bullpen, but we had the same bullpen when we won all those games. I've been calling them Wander Suero and Suero Wander in my head. <laughs> like I'm which not one's kidding. The, which one's the good one? Oh, Wander Suero. But Suero okay. Wander is his evil twin. <laughs> I, or is it, I mean, it's a Jekyll and Hyde situation, realistically. Right? Yes. I guess yeah. maybe it would be better to do it with Fernando Rodney and Rodney Fernando. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we can have just, both. just on the first, like, he does have two first names, so it, it would be, yeah. make it better. Um, I, yeah. I mean, they're playing 500 baseball in September, which, do we remember May and April? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not complaining about the baseball we're playing comparatively. I guess just in terms of like confidence for holding on to the wild card spot and or theoretically winning it. We're playing 500 ball. Like I just feel like at this point it's a coin toss. Hmm. I think that's what's terrifying about it emotionally. Like I mean, obviously, as fans, there's nothing we can realistically do. Yeah, we can show up and we can cheer and I believe in all that stuff and making shrines. But like, realistically, I'll probably, yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably get the baby Ruth bars ready (laughs) to do a pentagram. But like, realistically speaking, there's never anything we can actually do. But when it's a situation like this, it's like, literally, it's just, you just got to flip that coin and see where it lands. I don't think we have a mathematical possibility of it landing on the edge, but I don't know that that's tr- for sure. I mean, a game 163? Ah, <laughs> uh, like a play-in to a play-in is yeah. technically possible? It's still mathematically possible? Um, Please, God, no. <laughs> what is there, Laura, is there something stronger than tfu-tfu-tfu? Because I think that's what we need right now. There's wailing. Not in any language that I speak. Um, I mean, you could actually spit, I suppose. <laughs> just whenever anyone asks about this, just spit on them. That's why baseball players <laughs> spit so much. Like a llama? Yeah. <laughs> or, or literally a baseball player. <laughs> All right, so what I'm hearing you say is that baseball players are llamas. Yes. Finicky. Some of them have an excess of neck. I am thinking of Michael A. Taylor and uh, Soroka. <laughs> and Buster Posey. And Buster Posey. Very... No. What's the explanation for Mark Melanson then? Uh, they, neck shortage? Re- recessive genes? 
Am I the only one who always feels like yelling the Rocky Horror lines at him? Wait, what? Unpack that, please. I feel like there must be backstory there. You know, there's the bit where the guy is on the screen and you're supposed to yell at him about how he doesn't have a neck. No, I don't remember that, but it has been many, many, many years. Uh, the professor guy who's, like, talking about everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one who's telling us. Uh, I don't remember that part of the call and response, but that... He doesn't have a neck. He has he has less of a neck than Mark Melanson, and there's a whole bit where he's talking about... I forget exactly what it is, but something good happens or something fortunate happens and you're to somebody, and you're supposed to go, unlike your neck. And then there's a whole bit where you're supposed to say, why don't you have a neck? And it goes on a lot like that. This is brand new information. <laughs> it's, I, it has been such a long time, to be perfectly honest, that like, thank you for this Rocky Horror tangent. And maybe you should yell that at him, except he's not with us anymore, so you don't have much opportunity. But still, I support you emotionally. Well, every time I see Mark Melanson, I feel the need to yell at him. I don't like your neck. <laughs> I mean, you've seen Soroka, right? Like he may have received a neck donation from somebody else. Like I, he, Sam, my husband was watching the ba- was watching us play Atlanta and just went, "He looks like a Cardassian." <laughs> yeah. Ex- yes. Thank you. That guy. Oh, he that looks guy. like a Cardassian. He's a very good pitcher, but a little Cardassian <laughs> in the neck. Oh, I am so glad that that's what you said. My, I heard Kardashian, and I was like, am I missing something? But no, Kardashian, yes, I see it. That makes total sense. I don't know what any of the men Kardashians look like. Are there men I try not to think about the Kardashians, as, uh, unless I absolutely have to. But I do like thinking about Kardashians. Yeah, the, Kardashian, so. the Kardashians uh, are... are they go into a Tim, Tim Tebow space for me of, I don't care to think about them. <laughs> like, oh, Tim Tebow yeah. thinks that college players shouldn't get paid? I don't care to think about what Tim Tebow thinks about anything. Anyway, back to... Are we distracting... Our, are we, at this point, not... Are we just distracting ourselves from really thinking about this? From the existential like, dread that is the next week of National Baseball? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> um... Uh, you know, th- there's the only thing that they can do is win. And the only thing we can do is watch. And the only thing we can do is watch and cheer and hope and pray. Um, and what it, do, does anyone remember? And I don't want to bring in 2015 because that feels a cursed year. When in 2015 were we eliminated? Wasn't it like the last weekend? No, we were already gone by the last weekend. Because the last weekend okay. was Max's no-hitter, and there was the Mets series that everybody had been saying could be meaningful, and then mm-hmm. we were already eliminated, so a lot of Nats fans didn't go, and Grace and I went to New York anyway, and that was when he had the second no-hitter. So I think it was a couple weeks before yeah, that. Yeah, it was fairly early in September, if I recall, because I remember us using September as um, prospect call-up auditions versus we need extra bodies because we're in a playoff run. The two types of September baseball. Yeah. Um, Is Andrew Stevenson a cryptid? Because I very rarely see him. Speaking of. He seems to only show up when he's needed. 
he apparently, I was looking up his stats, um, hit the cover off the baseball at Fresno. Yeah, I honestly don't know why we haven't seen more of him. Maybe just the Fresno bullshit. Um, I think maybe, you know, may- maybe the little turkey thing on him finally popped. Um, I was also looking at the stats for Jake Knoll, who we obviously saw early in the season as Ryan Zimmerman's, you know, doppelganger, mini-me, possible clone. Large son. Large, large adult son, <laughs> who also had a good year um, at Fresno um, because I was trying to, like, self-soothe at the idea of who's going to play third base if Rendon leaves. I worry about this a lot. Um, I know. Um, but... I feel like Andrew Stevenson, every time he's been pulled up, and I'm trying, I don't know if this is just me and my own bias here. Every time he's come up, he's done something good and helpful. And I don't know if he, that's only, that's the only thing he does when he comes up, or if that's on, the only thing I remember about him when he comes up. No, I think he's been pretty consistently helpful. He hasn't been up that much, but every time he's up, I think he's Yeah, helping. I mean he's he's 25. Um he has gotten on base I think about 50% of the time as a pinch hitter since he's been up. Um so 23 opportunities is what I saw earlier today. Um I thought it was actually a smart move when uh it, it originally looked like Adams was going to pinch hit. Um poor Matt Adams. Know. Um but then they pulled uh Big City and then uh Stevenson you know, took, took a walk, which was fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been doing his job, which is to get on base so that he can run fast. Which is something that not everyone else who should be doing that job has been doing. So good on you, Andrew Stevenson. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking about, it, I was like, why haven't we seen the bench? But I'm like, we do see the bench. It's just that Brian Dozier is the bench. The bench is a rotating uh, a crew of all of the guys who just aren't in an, at any given time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I I want them to give Tony a day off. He has not had a day off since May 6th. Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus. You know what? He's tired. I'm tired. I, I believe that's the case. Like the last I saw that I saw it on Twitter um believe it or not i don't have his baseball reference thing just automatically as my homepage. uh i thought you had it as your brain planted yeah your brain homepage. it it is my brain homepage. um and in fact i may have been made fun of in my in my own home for engaging in statistical analysis which is being called direct quote tony metrics now um uh yeah that sounds right i'm in this picture and i don't like it um uh, but yeah, he hasn't had a day off in a long ass time uh, because we don't have anyone to back him up because we're playing Cabrera at second base because he's good. Like, it, it, that doesn't mean he started every game, but like he has not not been in a game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I <sighs> I wish this was a problem that we were having the beginning of the season when it was time to fix it i or mean like i guess three weeks ago maybe yeah we've got bodies to throw at this problem now but is this the time to throw bodies at this problem or is it too late have we missed our opportunity well, to if he's put not somebody hitting, else there yeah if he's not hitting a day off yeah and i, I mean 
what did we say? Magic numbers four with eight to play. seven to play? Eight to play. Eight to play. He could take one. He could take one. I don't want him yeah. in both games of that doubleheader. Oh, Jesus, no. God, um, no. That is contingent on Cabrera's ankle being okay. Or we're going to see, like, Michael A. Taylor. Or, or Jake, Jake Noll. Yeah. They're going to drag Jake Noll out, which is fine. I'm actually fine. I would rather see Jake Knoll. I mean, I love Michael A. the mostest, but not. I don't want to see him playing the infield. Exactly. He doesn't want to see like, him playing the infield. Yeah. Nobody um, wants that. But yeah, my hope is that they're going to. But like the issue is. So it's just a bunch of overlapping stuff. So like if Cabrera starts one game at third base, then he can't start another game at second base. So you have to sort of platoon uh, Kendrick and Dozier at second base. And then like first base is. Zim and Matt Adams, who's still hurt, or someone else. We're building a Frankenstein yeah. infield. I mean, honestly, all of this is just saying more and more to me yeah. that we should call Jake Noll up. Um, yeah, like it's September. We have that as an option. Uh, they should have had him on the plane yesterday. Um, to mm-hmm. come in. I don't know who at Harrisburg would be would have been a possibility. I also don't know where Jake Knoll lives, given that Fresno has been done for the season. Um, so maybe it's like him driving in from, I assume, Ryan Zimmerman's basement. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he went back to his storage tube in the factory. So somebody has to go hit the thing that goes whoosh, and all the steam comes out. And, you know who we yeah. entirely forgot about is Wilmer Defoe. I never forget about Wilmer Defoe, but he's not yeah. a third baseman. Uh, but he could play second. But he could back up second or short. Yeah. Yeah, he could be part of this whole Tetris yeah. game. I just think if anything is wrong with Cabrera, we also need Noel. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in this scenario, I think we need the person who can back up, can back up third, not shift somebody else to back up third. Um. Well, and if we have Defoe and Noel, then we could have Kendrick backing up first and not have to depend on Matt Adams, who's still hurt and not hitting. Yeah. Kendrick is hitting 347. <laughs> oh, Howard. How many ways can I say I was right? I know it makes me a jerk, but I was fucking right. Howard, Howard Kendrick. Professional Howard, hitter. Howard Kendrick. Wowie Kendrick, as you call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woward. Woward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... You know what else I don't want to think about? Is this contract sending with us? I don't like that. I, I don't mean, like that at all. I feel like I'm less nervous about that. I feel like they might get that deal done fairly quickly. If they want to keep him. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. Given yeah, that it's what? Joe Blanton money? He's expressed that he's very happy with how he's being used. Because unlike the bullpen, he gets mm-hmm. rest. Unlike Anthony Rendon. <laughs> like, Howie, Howie's a little bit older than I am. And, like, if he's like, I need to take an old man break, he gets to sit down. But Fernando Rodney doesn't. Yeah. Like, and then he turns into Rodney Fernando. This is bad. Um, but Cabrera, Cabrera is also not a spring chicken. No, he's actually much younger than we think he is. I remember looking he's this up. Possibly. 
Yeah, that's much younger than we think. How old he did is. you think he was? Because he's been around forever. I thought he was in his late thirties because he's been around forever and he's played for so many teams. I mean, he the last time he played for the Nats was in two thousand and fourteen, which is like feels like fifteen mm-hmm. years ago. But like in Nats years. But like it's also um like he didn't seem like he was a young guy then. And that was five years he ago. Has, so I had his fangraphs page open because I was looking up stuff about fielding. Um, he first entered the league in 2007 with Cleveland. Yeah. So this is a guy who's been playing for 12 years and he's only 33. That's what I mean. He's younger yeah. than you think he is. But like the miles. He's not an Adam Dunn. Okay. He's not Adam Dunn yet. Um, I did appreciate, you know, that he was just like, I don't care for the Mets. Like, he's mad that the Mets didn't want to resign him. And has said, like, we, I appreciate that the Nationals gave me another chance because the Mets certainly did not. Um, I don't know if you saw the interview with uh, Adeni Echevarria yesterday. I saw something about him saying, like, he was glad that the Mets let him go or some, or that the Atlanta picked him up. Something something that was throwing he a lot of shade. He said, literally, I thank God for, for uh, putting me on this team and taking me away from the Mets. The, the helicopter came and got him. Like, God's helicopter. <laughs> like, literally. Boy, Blake Trent must be really um, bitter he didn't get a ticket for that one. I think God's helicopter is just called the Rapture. <laughs> it's one way to get away from the Mets, gang. Literally in uh, Endgame, when half of the Earth disappears, <laughs> they literally show that there's no more Mets. <laughs> and everyone assume, was happier for it. <laughs> I assume the rest of the league still exists. It's just like not the Mets. Um, I will say the one thing I really enjoy that the Mets started was uh, when you get the walk-off hit, they rip your, your jersey off. And I'm like, that is a tradition that we just need to maintain. Yes. Like, sorry, yes. that's tradition now. There are people I would have very much liked to see that happen to that it did not happen to this season, Nationals. Uh, yeah. Um, but another another team did it. And then I'm like, this is contagious. Let us yeah. now do this from now on. Like, not only do you get a Gatorade bath, you get a shirtless Gatorade bath. Yes. I don't think anyone would object, except for that one dude. I I think probably the dude getting the shirtless Gatorade bath. Well, what about the lady, Christian Yelich's lady, Roxanne? Um, Hmm? Yeah. Kay, did you see this? No. So, he was in the body issue, and some woman on Twitter named Roxanne didn't approve and told him so on Twitter and said something about like, think of the children. And he retweeted it and just said, relax, nice. Roxanne. And then he walked up in his next game to you Roxanne. Maybe I did see something about that. I remember the walk up part. That sounds familiar. But all those kids reading ESPN, the body issue. Anyway. And, and thinking, wow, <laughs> human beings who use their bodies for a living have them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Roxanne would mind, but I don't know if anybody else would mind. And we already know that Roxanne needs to relax. Yeah. So, so I think we have a green light from everyone else. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah. There, I, I don't want to spend any, really any time on that dumb Albany News article about like explaining baseball to female people. I don't know if you saw this. 
uh, I did not see it, and I'm glad I didn't Sadly, because yes. I have had enough stress that I don't need the rage it, attack. It was stupid, but the, but one of his arguments was that uh, like women have missed the eroticism of baseball as a sport. Have we now? And I'm just like I, I'm literally thinking the word like not even words the the character question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark. I I mean clearly we've never understood the appeal of high socks or you know baseball pants or you know pitchers when they show off their biceps like these are really like sterile images because our lady brains can't handle what's great about baseball. I, I'm kind of, well, okay. So it was pointed out to me that like, well, the, the normal sort of criticism for female fans is that they only like baseball for, for the looking. Uh, right. So which is it? It can't be both. I mean, I mean, to be fair, it's always both and any other reason that they want to jerk out of their butts. Um, I think like, mm-hmm. I just the eroticism of baseball has not been lost on anyone, including uh, baseball players who pose for the body issue. Yeah, nobody misses it. Like it's it's there, but it's not going to stop people from finding reasons to shit on women who enjoy the sport for whatever reason they personally have. Sorry, do we not remember <sighs> John Carlos Stanton painted gold and getting hit with a bucket of water in a magazine? Yeah, I'm glad we all just took a moment of silence to collectively remember what that looked you know like. Th- you know, I actually, I sent a picture from that spread to a friend of mine who was like toying with the idea of jumping into baseball. And I was like, would you care to look at this? And she was like, I'm not on a work computer. You can't send me that. <laughs> it was in a mainstream magazine. Um, this is the Oy. last year of the ESPN body issue, by the way. Yes, it is. I can't believe they're not going to do a version of it. I know the magazine is dead, but it's so popular, the whole concept. They might do something online if they decide that it'll bring them some money. I have no idea if ESPN is like has paywalls and stuff set up, but I'm sure they have ads. Like, in an Olympics so. year, how could they not? I know! Yeah. I mean, Team Israel is going to the Olympics now, so like, there's your centerfold. Not that I necessarily really want to see any of them in the body issue. Like, specifically. I know they're all nice Jewish boys and they're all fine, but, like, of all of the Olympians that I can think of that I want in the body issue, Team Israel's not number one. But I am very excited they're going to the Olympics in baseball for the first time. They could, um, they could do the all of the baseball teams going to the Olympics as a just a feature. ESPN, I'm give, we're giving these ideas away for free. I thought you were t- meant as, like, a group picture. Yeah. Okay, so just everybody. Everybody. All in one. You know, like how they do the team photo at the end of the year where they're all up on bleachers like it's elementary school, except everybody's naked. Yeah, just put your hat over your crotch, take the picture, call it a day. Everybody wins. (laughs) Basically like that, but their dick's out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We have traveled far. Uh, And the Team Israel guys will still have their yarmulkes on under under their baseball caps. Nice. So they'll be more dressed than anybody else. Um, I think that like this needs to be the focus for the next week in order to keep myself emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be the existential lightness of baseball because otherwise I'm just going to cry on the floor. 
All right, then we should talk about some of the good things then. Yeah. Or do you just want to talk about the, the, the good things of the Nets that we can keep us in the, the lightness column? Uh, Max. <laughs> Go ahead. Max is back. Max is back. Laura, that's that's your uh, walk-up music. All right. <laughs> um, uh, Zuki's back. That's my walk-up music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but do you have a song for it? Because it doesn't count if you don't have a song for it. I'm not singing that song ever in my entire life. I made a song for Kurt Suzuki. I never sang it, but I made it. Okay. If... Really? Tell me about it. Wait, what? I, I got one. I got one entire line out of it. I tweeted about it like four years ago. Back <laughs> so up. What was it? What? Because he came back to me. I wanted him to come back to me, and I made a song about it, and it's fine. It's one line of a song, and we're not talking about this anymore. La la la. la. Who else is back? And who else is happy? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I. Every time when he was not with us, when he was not a national, I in my head I played. Don't cry for me, Argentina, but it was come back to me, Kurt Suzuki, because it tracks perfectly. Why wouldn't you tell me this? I could have made this happen for you years ago. Um, I am still hey. owed one song about Anthony Redone. <laughs> yeah. We're all good. Yes, it's still in progress. <laughs> we- well, you have probably a week and a day. <laughs> Shit, okay. I better find the scrap of paper it's on. Um, to be already... honest, a large part of what's hard about that is that it's a lot harder to record a song that requires two backup singers with the right lyrics. Whereas Don't Cry For Me Argentina doesn't have background singers and has a karaoke track that's easy to find. Okay. <laughs> I know, all you're hearing is excuses. No! I'll get back no. on that. Um, I'm just imagining doing this to karaoke now, actually. <laughs> Mark, can and you can you do it as, uh, for... as as a, as a line? That's that's for the come back to me, Kurt Suzuki. <laughs> the truth is, I've always loved you. Um, I feel like that's for the uh, off season after dark party. We run a karaoke machine. <laughs> Just sing about the gnats and cry on the floor. Yeah. Okay. All right. That I'm sounds in. that sounds like a real fun party. <laughs> I'll bring champagne. I'll bring tissues. Like I'll bring emotional instability related to baseball. We are all, well, we bringing all that. have that. Yeah. Fine. Then I'll make an apple cake. <laughs> that is the meme of same hat. What? That is the meme of same hat. <sighs> same hat. Oh, oh, that's the hat we should make, by the way. What? Emotional instability about baseball. Yeah. Just a baseball cap with that on top of it. That's it. That's a lot of text for a baseball cap. It's a lot of weight on my shoulders. It's a highly relatable hat. <laughs> like, Fair. the hat that I'm wearing that says emotional instability about baseball answers all the questions one might have about about that hat. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, Scherzer's back. Zook's back. Howie's good. Cabrera's hitting and throwing shade at the Mets, which is frankly exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan Gomes has been hitting. That's good. Yeah, he he picked. Up- it's like the baseball gods said there could only be a certain number of hits from the Nationals catchers. So when Zook wasn't able to create them, 
Gomes magically had that. So it's interesting. He has been getting on base at a league average amount. He just has been doing it via walks. All I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so he's a he's he's replacement level catcher. Yeah. Um, so he was hitting like 211, but his on-base percentage is in the low 300s, which is not good, but it's not awful. As bad as hitting 211. Yeah, like the league average, I think, is like 250 hitting, and then like on-base, it's like 305, 306, and that's about where he was, um, you know, plus or minus whatever for those numbers, but yeah, so he's not offensively the disaster we thought but i like it when he hits the ball um i mean we can like two things we can we can like the thing that he was doing all along and the thing that he's doing now yes um and frankly like he the rest of the team has picked up tony and and juan a little bit who have not been hitting very well but also, no one has been pitching to them. Um, so, like... Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this many times before with Bryce. It's so hard to keep your timing when nobody will pitch to you. Um, Especially when you're Juan Soto young and still kind of learning. Like, I don't know a better way to put that. He's so um, like Juan and Tony. And again, I've just been I've been doing a lot of of looking at stats because I'm writing something, not just because I don't have any other hobbies. Um, So that is true. What? Um, But, you know, Baseball Savant has essentially little graphics for each hitter on how much they swing outside of the strike zone so how much do they sort of hit in the shadow of around the strike zone how much do they chase in the area beyond that and how much do they just swing it at garbage how much goes to waste Mm -hmm. tony and juan are very similar hitters that sounds about right which is kind of remarkable given that juan soto is 20 fucking years old eaton and turner are both very similar and they're similar like to each other and different from Juan and Tony in interesting ways because they're just, I I don't know, more prone to hitting in the area very slightly around the strike zone versus Tony and Juan. We'll we'll let you know if it's a strike Mm -hmm. or not. Um, And I agree, Kay, that his age, that Juan's age in particular, he probably gets rung up on bullshit Mm -hmm. more because the idea of this this 20-year-old knows the strike zone better than a 55-year-old umpire who probably needs literal LASIK is is not something that um, I think probably goes over very well. Um, but like to pick on today, he walked a couple of times. Yesterday, Tony walked, I want to say two or three times, and then he got rung up on a three-pitch strikeout, which was uh like a on a strike that was well outside the plate and then on a check swing that was a actual check swing that he got rung mm-hmm. up on and it's just kind of like he know they know they both know the strike zone very very well so if you see stuff happen like that it's 
generally not their fault, but you can't make border borderline things or judgment calls go your way all the time either. Yeah. Um, particularly if the umpires are in their feelings. No, I, I, I was, I was also trying to say like, it's in terms of timing as well. Like it's harder for somebody who hasn't been here, been up as long to not get thrown off by that. You know, no matter how good of a, a, a feeling for the zone and how good of a bat you are and like how much of a like stable head you have on your shoulders at 20 years old, which is rare enough for a human being, but like, it's hard to not let that start to eat at you a little bit. Getting pitched around. Mm -hmm. Whatever. <laughs> um, and maybe they'll stop pitching around him because Howie Kendrick's hitting after him. <laughs> oh, are we talking about protection? <laughs> that would be great, actually. That would be a huge, huge help this last week. Because, like, they basically, like, they stopped pitching to Tony... And then started pitching to Juan, and they're like, no, no, can't do that, can't do that, that's a problem. Let's pitch to Howie, who's just like, I'm 36 years old, and I am going to hit this ball mm -hmm. very far. Like, um, you know, I I think that may, maybe that will be helpful um, in the remaining couple of days. Yeah. All right, back to, no, no, back to whew, existential lightness. Existential lightness. Um... Because because I am mentally and emotionally and psychologically, and I know all of those things mean the same thing, really, preparing myself for the fact that, that Tony might not be a gnat next season, um, I appreciated the name analysis that, uh, I guess, fr friend of the show, we, we will call Shauna friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, so at Shauna underscore she uh, did on Twitter. Um, this is she of the uh, MLB players who look like Pokemon uh, thread maker, um, but wanted to take a look at the number of Austins on various teams when the Blue Jays, because she's a Blue Jays fan, were playing the Orioles. And then I was like, well, the Nationals have two Austins, but then this, the, they're spelled differently. Um, and then I think she kind of went on a spiral involving a large data set and R. Um, she's one of your people. That's what you're trying to say. I know. This yeah. is why we like her. What do you mean your people? <laughs> that doesn't sound familiar to you at all? Not a, not a same hat situation? It's long spirals of data? I feel like this episode is probably indicative of that because I'm like, oh, yeah, I have his fan graphs page up and I've been looking at, you know, defensive metrics because I want to make the case that Trey is having a worse defensive season because we got a better second baseman. So, yeah, my people, your people. Uh, but <laughs> so she looked at uh, which which names have the best average war um, and. I will give you a hint. It is uh, Anthony. So Anthony's on, I guess, average, uh, ha uh, produced 1.1 uh, war for the season. Now, I can think of Rizzo having a high contribution to this. What other notable Anthony's? Was this active players? Yeah, I think or... it's, it's for this season. And this is, I'm assuming, counting Anthony's and assuming there are Tony's. Um 
counting all variations of the name or just Anthony. I think that you had to, they had to be listed in baseball reference as, as Anthony. Anthony. Okay. Um, I can't think of any Tonys who are active, but I don't know every single player. So. Yeah. I don't know if anyone who is Tony Kemp actually named Anthony. Yeah, no, he's, he's listed as Tony on baseball reference. And okay. then the other one is uh Tony sip uh, would be right. Another one, not not an active <laughs> war contributor. Now, what other Anthony's are contributing? To um, well, the Anthony's currently on uh, Baseball Reference as active players are Rizzo, Rendon, Swarzak, uh, Di Scalafani, uh, Bass or Bass, Banda, Goes, and San- oh, and Santander. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, and so I think it's safe to say where a lot of that war is coming from. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think probably mostly coming from a couple of guys on the list, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's also that there are I on that list I don't see a lot of guys who I can think of off the top of my head who are contributing like really negative war, um, but I am not familiar with the the work of uh, Anth- of Anthony. Yeah. Scalafani, and frankly, my baseball reference thing is not going is not going to that right now. I think it's also very much we are overthinking this, and we should just enjoy. Oh no, he's uh he's good. He's Fun a pitcher for the Reds. No, he's he's a he's a contributor. So, but anyway, I think I think we're overthinking this and should just enjoy the. It's Tony, of course, obviously, obviously Anthony Rendon, yeah. obviously. obviously. Um, I really want to sing that tomorrow because I'm going to the game. I really want him to be back. I also think it'll be helpful that it's going to be hot as hell this week. Don't say. Um, It'll make the ball fly. I know. Yeah, the offense is all the help we can get. Yeah, that'll help. I'm just like thinking about personally suffering, not um, the team. You're right. The ball will go farther. Theoretically, you know, the baseball gods like a little suffering. They do They're like a lot of they suffering. Do. I, should be, I should be providing them with copious uh, offerings at the moment. Um, I think with that, it's probably time to uh, wrap this up before we start going into our sufferings again. We we got to a high point. Let's not coast down the hill. Um, so I wanted to just plug. Um, something we've mentioned before, but the DC girls baseball tournament that's coming up October 5th through 6th in Maryland, um, they are still accepting signups. So if you know anyone who is interested in trying baseball for the first time or continuing baseball for the manyth time, um, check out the DC girls baseball Twitter account for details on that tournament, which again is in Maryland. Um, Thank you. Uh, do you have the queer fancy stats numbers for this period going into the end? Uh, yes. So September's total is currently $3.11. Sean was on the IL a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think that that'll actually be updated shortly because it hasn't been updated in several Yeah, weeks. that's because they, he's like a mysterious cryptid at the back of the bullpen right now. Like, he's here, he's back, they just won't put him in, which 
Well, we have to be in, yeah. We love you, mysterious cryptid Sean Doolittle. My mom heard a report on NPR with him about reading at children's libraries or something, and she's like, I just love him so much. I'm like, Mom, you don't even know what position he plays, but this is a good <laughs> thing. So Yeah, it. well, so... So he just did a news thing about about his independent bookstore shtick. And when I was in Colorado and I was in the bookstore that he went to like 10 minutes after he was, I was telling the bookstore cashier gentleman all about it. And it was an older guy who knew nothing about baseball, but got all excited and wrote his name down for similar reasons. So, you know, good guy, Sean Doolittle. At least he's contributing to people's joy in other ways right now he's, con he's converting hearts and minds at the very least if he's not given the opportunity to convert saves the most important position a baseball player can play is in your heart so like knowing which position he plays <laughs> on the field is deeply secondary i strongly suspect if i asked what what he did she would probably say Honestly, outfield like, but you it's know 50 percent pitchers in the game if you guess pitcher you're 50 percent likely <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, so we love Sean. Sean does wonderful and amazing things. And uh, we appreciate Jen Rubenstein, as always, uh, helping to raise some money for one of our favorite local charities, Smile. Um, what we don't love is the Nationals having a faith day in which they invited a, from what I can tell, megachurch franchise with uh, homophobic policies i don't i honestly don't know how to talk about churches beliefs it's a homophobic Pre church preaching that is going to tenants I, yeah so one i don't like the term faith day because they mean christian day ding 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 and they don't even just mean christian day and laura and i said this independently from each other on twitter i think 12 hours apart uh yeah that's funny i totally missed your post we probably have talked about it in the past but it's not surprising that we have the same outlook on it um uh, but also just like it's not even christian day it's a very specific pl flavor of white evangelical christian day in a town that isn't yeah i mean i have christian yep. friends who would not feel comfortable attending this uh, plenty of them yeah and so this is this is basically like a, a jesus flavored rally I don't want to be included in that. I just want them to change the name to being what it is and then not invite shitty people. Uh, yeah, call it, if you want to call it, like, I don't know, Revival Day or something like that. Like, that's a term for an evangelical event of this sort, as far as I understand it. That would be more accurate as far as I'm concerned. And then, yeah, I mean, don't don't invite homophobes. But my expectations are perpetually low on that. That should just be a baseline policy, regardless of what the event is. Right. Don't invite homophobes. And I'm kind of like, so they're going to have various nationals participate. And the nationals have been a fairly vocally Christian team for years. Like, the players. Yeah, and have participated in this event. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think, and I'm like, do any of them go to this church? Is that why they're invited? Like, what is the connection to this particular church versus all of the other possible churches in the city who are not homophobic. I wish I had an answer. You know. I mean, I hate to say it's going to probably come it's probably coming down to money. Um that's what all this stuff comes down to in the end of it. This church is willing to pay for it. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the kind of Christian who is just frankly in fairly short supply in DC. Like I feel fairly comfortable as somebody who's lived and worked in the city for a long, for their entire life. Um, this is just like, if, if you went and picked, I don't know, a handful of, of Christians in DC, like very few of them would be the kind of white evangelical Protestant mega church goer that is being invited. And so like, I don't like the name. I obviously don't like that they're homophobic. I just, it's also like pick something reflective of the place that you're in seems basic, but it seems like they've, they've missed on all of those things. Yeah. Do better. Like do better nationals. Like ask Sean Doolittle where he goes to church and then invite them. Like that's it. But Sydney, they're Catholic. That's fine. I'm sorry. Are they not allowed to come? I don't understand. Oh no, I'm fine with this. But you know, we we don't do we don't do those those other things. We're evangelicals in Major League Baseball, don't you know? Sean in in Sean's wife's own wor- words, in Aaron Dolan's own words, he has a great youth pastor energy. He really does, actually. I think it's weird. Um, so like. Ask the guy with the youth pastor energy what he what he you know would recommend, or just a- I don't know, just ask literally anybody. A bunch of people on Nat's Twitter who could make some recommendations as to who to invite that doesn't end up being a homophobic megachurch. I don't know. I don't want to be included. I just want them to be less shitty. Yeah. Like less shitty and honest in naming. Yeah. Agreed. Like I there's there is no. And, oh, it's on, it's on a Saturday, too. So, like, people are like, it's for all faiths. I'm like, it ain't for one of them. It's a Jesus fest. Like. It's a Jesus fest. Yeah, but, like, the idea that it has, like, this patina of, like, being for everybody. I'm like, it's on a fucking Saturday. Like, put it if you put it on a Wednesday, that'd be different. But you didn't. I mean, I don't. I, we can't, like. There's only so much we can agree with each other on this, I think. Um, there. It's gross and it's awful and they're doing it so late in the season that it's, there's no time to even like make a big stink. So. Well, can I offer an amusing note on which to end? Yes, please. So, and pizza noted wonderful DC pizza place. I gather used to do some kind of a Bryce Harper special. And they have announced that when he comes back for this upcoming series, they will be offering $3 pizzas anytime he strikes out. (laughs) Excuse me, for like the duration of the at-bat? You get a coupon code. So anytime he strikes out, you text you are out to 20003 and you get a coupon code for a $3 pizza. That's hilarious. We do not get a kickback from this. Let me be clear on that. I wish we did, but I just saw that and I'm really entertained. I've been thinking, I feel like he's going to get booed a lot because he's going to get booed in Nats Park from now until forever. But I feel like just a very crisp silence would be very nice. Everybody just looks away from the field. Like every time he's at bat, we just all are like, hmm. I don't he know who just, this is. He wants the attention. So yeah, yeah. I think the, the, the thing that would probably bother him the most would be true indifference. But I'll take $3 pizza. I will also take $3 pizza. Like, But like true indifference, not like everyone like opens a newspaper and like, 
you know, reads it all at the same time, but like genuinely true and selectively here or not here what's going on. I mean, if we're lucky by the end of his stupid contract, we will have truly achieved indifference towards him. I'm really looking forward to it. I think on that note, I think that's a good note to go out on. (laughs) Um, Our website is restingpitchface.com. Our Twitter, restingpitchface with no G. Our email, restingpitchface at gmail.com. We have a Zazzle store linked on our website, and we have a Teespring linked on our website. On the Teespring shop, we have some of our updated uh, logo shirts, a portion of which the proceeds go to Smile. Um, with that, please stop asking me about the Nats playoff chances, please. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you confuse batters at the plate. There's a seat for you right next to Drew, and we need you to pitch the aid. Besides, there's no other team uses chocolate sauce to celebrate.